Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. I'm really excited because this is a part two of a two-part podcast Kim did. We started back in January, right, Kim? We did. I'm very excited to do part two. Yes, and this was the 30 eco tips for a greener life. And you covered one through 15 last time, and now we're doing 16 through 30, if I'm not mistaken. We are, although we are going to double back and talk about the... (laughs) Yes. Water calculator. Yes. For all of those listening, uh, she challenged you and me, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, to <laughs> to do the water calculator before this podcast was released. I hope you had a chance to do it, uh, yes. the listening audience, that is. And uh, I sure did. And now I am going to get the- <laughs> verbally abused by Kim because of my water. <laughs> I know. She's not going to do that. I, I'm going to be nice. I'll be nice. Okay. But we'll, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll talk about that first as we we kind of get into this. So yes. Uh, okay, let's remind the people what that is. What what is a water calculator for the, yeah, those? Yeah. So the first okay, one. So let's just kind of talk about what we're doing first. So the the thirty eco tips for you know kind of living a, a a better eco friendly life, right? A greener life. The first three were uh, that we talked about last last month. Our footprint calculator, which is kind of our whole life. Then our carbon footprint, a little more detailed, and then. The water calculator, which specifically is just about our water usage. So it kind of compares your personal water usage to the average American's water mm-hmm. footprint mm-hmm. and and their their water usage. So I did it and yep. you did it. And I hope our listeners did it so they could compare their personal water usage for, you know, whatever your family um, makeup is to the average family makeup. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you mine first, okay. unless you want to go first. No, no, please. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, so I I think I mentioned this last time. We have a well, but um, it doesn't actually talk about that pieces. It's just that the calculator wants to know what you do on a daily basis mm-hmm. in terms of showering or baths, or do you leave the water running? How do you wash your dishes? How many loads of laundry do you do each week? That kind of thing. Um, so my average, uh, it's actually. You know, I guess I don't really think about the gallons I use per day, but my gallons per day um, for the household, and there's two of us in the house, is just a tiny bit over 4,000 gallons a day, which sounds like a lot, but it is right on average of a two-person household per day. Really? So I'm right smack dab in the average. Um, All right. I was like, oh, okay. So when you do this calculator, if you haven't done it, it gives you comparisons. So if you look at it specifically, do you let your, do you have a low flow bathroom sink? I didn't even like faucet. I didn't even know that was an option. Mm-hmm. I mean, shower head, yes, but apparently you can get low flow bathroom sinks, right? Yep. Okay. I didn't know that. And same thing with your kitchen sink. Do you do your dishes by hand or do you use a dishwasher? There's two of us. We do our dishes by hand, which I guess uses a lot more water. Uh. And I thought, oh, I didn't think about that. 
Oh, do you have a gray water system? Uh, we don't. That would have reduced, of course, our water usage a lot. Um, but you have we don't a rain have a barrel, lawn. Right? You know, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say we have a rain barrel, but it's not hooked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to call okay. you out on that. I just, yeah, I just remember that from yeah. the last conversation. Right. right. I'm like, okay, so I got to hook that up because that would reduce our water usage, right? But we, you know, uh, we could hook it up and, and water the plants, you know, in mm-hmm. front of the house, which is fairly minimal. It's Santa Fe, it's dry. We have zero escape landscaping, so we don't generally water them anyway. But And we also don't have a lawn. We don't mm. have grass. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that would reduce our water usage, but we do have a garden. So that helps. The other thing that upped our water usage a lot was, I, and I, I'm trying to figure this one out, so I'm going to do a little research, pet food. Ah, uh, yeah. We yep. are way above average, and I guess it's the production of pet food. Mm-hmm. You know, it uses a lot of water, and we have five dogs and two Holy cats. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're small why. dogs. Yeah, so, so that's a lot. Um, and then, of course, you know, you're... Your diet makes a big difference too. Ours is well below average. It's half of the the average because we eat more plant based, and so we don't eat a lot of meat, which reduced it a lot. So that kind of my wife and I made that. up for your side of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be yeah so it's yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. But um, so I, I think that's kind of those are some things that put us kind of smack dab in the middle. So your turn. Well, and the other thing I think that got you was driving. Yes. Right. I mean, that's the other thing that it does take in, in, into consideration. I don't know what, you know, all the things that they consider with that. I think it's the production of fuel, production of, you know, all sorts of different things. Right. But that's where we were really low because I, I, I don't have to home. travel for work. Yep. Yeah. My wife lives very, we live very close to my wife's work. It's, a, I believe, a seven mile trip. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so it, that really brought us down. So we're actually a bit lower than you. About 3,200 gallons per day, which is still embarrassing. And it is a two-person mm-hmm. household. Yeah. But where, where ours went up was we do eat meat. And yeah. I was surprised to see how much that changed the calculator. You know, at, at this point in my life, I, I do enjoy meat. So I'm not oh, necessarily yeah. making the quick change. But I yeah. could see going down, because I, we, we I put in there twice a day that, that I eat meat. Yeah. I could see us going down to once a, a, a day for that, be, just because... A, for the environment, B, for our own health as well. There's all sorts of options out there. And I love, I love vegetables. I love salad. So it's not a problem. The problem is I have steak salad. I love pieces of steak on my salad. So maybe just the salad by itself would be a good idea. But yeah. And we only have one dog, you know, and, and but he's a bull mastiff. So he eats about 45 pounds a, a month, I suppose. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's not, you know, he's just the one dog. So it was yeah. very, very interesting. I loved being introduced to this. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be sharing this with, with some friends of mine. And there's yeah. going to be a lot higher than mine. So we'll see. Yeah. So I think, you know, for us, the garden upped it. Oh, yeah. The true, water yeah. usage. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, driving. Yeah. yeah. And those are, you know, well, the garden uh, or the, uh, the driving goes under the virtual water usage. And the same with the, uh, you know, the pet food and, and your diet is, yep. they classify that under virtual, but it is still water usage in your life. So it is, it absolutely yeah. is. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. I loved it. Yeah. And it helps you figure out how to ways and places to look at, to reduce your water usage. I'm like, okay, so low flow kitchen sink, yes. bathroom sinks, going to look those up. So, well, yeah. I will say there's only one criticism for the website that I have. It asked me if I had a pool. 
I said yes. And then the only other question it had was how many months out of the year is it covered? And so for me, six months, because it's only usable about five to six months out of the year. It didn't ask me how many gallons the pool was. So I don't know how that was calculating any water whatsoever, but it's. That's interesting. Yeah, because we should really up our our usage because it's a forty thousand yes. gallon pool. <laughs> so yes, you're right. That's that uh, is that should have been calculated. So huh. yeah, so I just didn't see anywhere to put that, and and uh, I told them, yeah, it's covered six months, but they didn't ask the the quantity. So I mm. think my numbers would have been quite a bit higher than yours if they had actually yeah. asked, asked that question. That's, so that's interesting. Okay. Well, all right. All right. The second half so, of the thirty. Second half of the thirty. Number 16, um, we should all be using refillable water bottles. We've got to stop the single-use yes. plastics and single-use water bottles. It's, it's a problem. So refillable water bottles, don't be buying single-use water bottles. And I can't even tell you how many times I've been in a grocery store and watching people buy big cases of plastic water bottles. It just makes me cringe. So carry yep. your refillable water bottle everywhere you go. Well, keep one I, in the I will, car, yeah. keep one at the office, keep it everywhere. I'll tell you, since you and I started podcasting together, this has been on my mind a lot more. Not, not necessarily just the water bottles, but we do a lot of work with our church. And yeah. a lot of times we help with the cafe or we, we, we run the cafe. A lot of times when they have meals, they have a lot of leftover plastic wear. Mm, and wow. any plastic wear that we've brought home, I wash now. I, I feel weird about that kind of yeah. in a way, but I'm already doing dishes. If I'm hand washing... I'll just throw those little suckers in there, you know, mainly the spoons and forks and I'll wash them up. I'll just use them until I can't use them anymore or they snap, you know, because yep. some, you know, the, the cheaper plastic snaps. But yeah, I just, I, I hate throwing it away. And and it's just yeah. that mindset of this is going to end up someplace and there's nothing, it's no, no good is going to come from this half of a fork being in, exactly. a, in, a, in a landfill. So no, I, and so I appreciate that. I wanted to just tell you that update. You've, you've. Great. You've got me thinking about these I've things. I've influenced someone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my whole household. See? Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a hit. It's a commitment. I'm very happy. Number 17, when you travel, we should all be encouraging our hotels to be more eco-friendly, picking up our towels and hanging them and reusing them when we're there. Don't let them change the sheets every day. A lot of hotels have that little card you can put on your bed, don't change my sheets. Mm-hmm. We need to encourage hotels to be more environmentally friendly, not using as much water, all of yes. those things. Drives me crazy. Sometimes you'll hang up your towel and they'll still replace it. <laughs> so when they yeah. do that, I tell them at the front desk, I've hung up my towel so that you wouldn't wash it. And they still did. So I, I tell them, please don't do that. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Number 18. If your community has a refillable soap store, where you can bring your own bottles and refill your soap, your laundry detergent, your cleaning supplies. We have one of these now. It's great. We can I've even never get, heard of that. It's oh, it's amazing. I love it. So we we take in our laundry detergent container uh-huh. and we buy the laundry detergent that we want. They have several varieties. The same with liquid soaps, with our dog shampoo. Really? With regular shampoo, they have several varieties, very nice organic options. I love it. Mm. And they're rather inexpensive. You buy them by the ounce. It's amazing. That makes perfect sense. Yes. So look for that in your community and support your your local stores and your local stuff. It's great. So look for that in your community. I think they're coming up everywhere. All right. Number 19, if your community doesn't already require it and more and more are, still bring your own grocery bags. Stop with the thin flyaway shopping bags. 
you know, bring your own bags. So we're yep. not, again, those little cheap bags that just shred and fly off in the air. Yeah. 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 And, and I stopped using them because I found that they were so weak that I double the bag and then I'm twice as guilty. I'm like, geez, now I got two plastic <laughs> yeah. bags for one. You feel you know. bad, right? Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I either, uh, we'll take our cloth bags or if, if I forget the cloth bag or we're stopping on the way home from someplace and we don't have it in the car, then I, I'll choose the paper bag, which is yeah. lesser of two evils, kind of. I don't know. It Yeah, it is. And, and they're actually a little bit easier to reuse and yeah. it's still better, right? Yeah. Yep. And then this one, I think everybody wants to do this anyway, but number 20, stop the junk mail. Oh, there's, there's a couple yeah. services that you can use. You know, go online and, and just Google this. I should have done it, so I had it ahead of time, but I didn't. But you can stop junk mail because a lot of these come from the, from a couple of services mm-hmm. uh, who wants to get all that stuff in the mail anyway we just toss it or hopefully it's going in your recycle bin but stop all that paper stop killing the trees and then get your regular bills paperless and just pay them online so we're not again killing trees get stuff paperless pay it online stop using the envelopes all of that stuff yeah um, the, the that only way. thing that you know this junk mail does for me is my grandson loves getting the mail But guess what? I could have him bring it in, put it on Mm -hmm. the desk. And when he's gone, I can put it back in the mailbox and he'll he'll never know because he can't read. (laughs) He won't know it's from the same people over and over. He will not. You can just recycle the same three pieces for a couple months. Papa got mail. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) That's all it is. Because frankly, you'll never get rid of all of it. But if you can get rid of most of it, it would be really nice because, oh, do I hate junk mail? Yeah, absolutely. 21, buy things from resale shops or garage sales first if you can. We need to stop buying so much stuff new that we, we don't need new. Um, yep. It's, you know, it's a form of recycling. And actually, one, I love antiquing. Yes. Which is fun. But I also love the thrill of the hunt. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I've been into resale shops where I have found a clothes with the, the tags still on them. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's that or some really nice clothing in a resale shop that looks practically brand new. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to do that. And, you know, 22, we should be recycling everything first, you know, yeah. all of those things are clothes, used appliances that we don't necessarily need anymore. Someone else can use it. So send those things to the resale shop. Not everybody wants to have a garage sale. They don't want to sit there all day, but there's a lot of people who can use those things. So yeah. again, recycling, which is also part of 23, donating items and to tool libraries, even regular libraries sometimes need those things, or they have book sales to support the library, movie libraries, donate those things to places that can use them. Places like domestic violence shelters, they also need your clothing to help people who, and your, your home items, helping people get back on their feet. So think about other places that might need things that you no longer need and recycle them instead of throwing them in the landfill. Yeah. I've never heard of a tool library either. That's a fantastic concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, who needs to go buy a tile cutter for a one-time, you know, kitchen project or bathroom project? Mm -hmm. There are places, you know, tool lending libraries where you can go and borrow these items and then you return them and why buy a couple hundred dollar piece of thing, you know, equipment that you, you, you won't need again. Yeah. So you've been looking at my garage. I have a, 
I have a tile <laughs> saw in there I bought because I have to redo my bathroom. So thank, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully when library. you're done, you can donate it to a, a facility, you know, a place like that where someone else can use it. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, compost your food waste. You know, if you have a garden, you know, you should have a compost system. We have a worm compost system and I love it. A worm uh, compost it, system. Yes. It's, it's very cool. We have these red worms and the, the compost system, which was put together by our local county. Santa Fe County had a program for people who live in the county. They gave us the worm compost system. And so we now compost all of our food waste into the, the worm compost system. It's hmm. very cool. Wow. You don't really see the worms very much anymore, but they, you know, they multiply and they're eating all of our they're compost. There, yeah. and then, yep. And then we use the compost for the garden. That's very healthy compost. If you don't have a garden, maybe some of your neighbors do. So mm-hmm. you can use your compost for them. They're going to want it for sure. Yeah. Sometimes people don't have enough food waste to, to feed their own compost system. So they might want it. So check with your neighbors. Yes. Yeah. 25. Look for items when you're shopping with less packaging. Mm-hmm. We have to encourage producers, not just of food, but other things, especially toys. You have grandkids. Mm-hmm. How many times have you bought things for them? And the packaging is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. You know, it takes a, an engineering degree to get the toy open. Yep. It's ridiculous. Or a chainsaw. One of the two. Yes. Or a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're practically going to injure yourself trying to get it open, but <laughs> we, we need to think about that when we're buying things you know, for ourselves, for, you know, someone else. I swear I I have actually seen this in a store and not just as a meme on Facebook or whatever, but a a container with a peeled orange in it. I literally have seen that in the store. Mm -hmm. What? I I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I I don't want to buy my fruit already in a plastic container. No. Yep. Yep. I've seen seen it as well in a, in a tall cup like container with a domed Mm -hmm. lid. The orange is in there and then they have plastic wrap around it to seal in the freshness. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, multiple layers of plastic when we actually had a natural wrapper, but. Yes. Yeah. Not going to buy that and I'm not going to support that. So we need to think about reducing waste in that way and not, not buying the stuff with ridiculous packaging, you know? So, yeah. Number 26, we need to look at our foods, carbon footprint. Think about eating local as much as we can. It's not always possible, but let's look at the carbon footprint when we can. There's a coffee that I like to get that is literally called low carbon footprint coffee. And it's it's excellent coffee. Hmm. But they literally think about their carbon footprint in its production and where it comes from. And so, you know, it's not like you can buy coffee in Santa Fe that was grown here. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get coffee that's grown here. But... I want to look at that in, in terms of, of where as much of my food comes from that I can. So if I can buy local eggs at the farmer's market, mm-hmm. great. One, they're going to taste better because Absolutely. they're free range chickens and definitely better. So do as much as you can that's local when you can. Yep. And then 27 goes back to our water calculator that we did. So once you have determined your baseline water usage and looked at where you, you fall, figure out how you can reduce your, your water usage. Try for a goal of 15 to 20% reduction. 
Mm. Especially if you're above average, <laughs> we definitely have to to figure out that that usage and and reduce it. So my goal is going to be to reduce my water usage by fifteen percent in the areas that I can do that with. Yeah, you know, obviously I I won't be able to re- reduce my driving much, but there's other areas where I can. So I'm going to focus on those things. I'm going to try to reduce my water by fifteen percent. Yeah, that's going to be my goal over the next three months. All right, and then I'm going to redo this calculator and see if I can make that happen. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So 28, if you can, try to carpool one or two days a week if you're not doing it already. So we've talked about this before. You know, we live out of town. It's a 12-mile drive one way for work. So it, you know, it's very difficult for us. But we are setting a goal to carpool at least once a week. Oh, see. The, which yeah. we can. We can make that happen one, one day a week which will reduce our energy consumption. It will reduce our carbon footprint. Apparently it will reduce our water water. consumption. I I didn't really think about that as a water, a virtual water piece, but apparently it will. So, so that is our goal. Minimum one day a week. We're going to try to not drive into town both weekend days as well, because sometimes we end up doing that both weekend days, which is a lot as well. It, it, It increases our driving, but we're going to keep that to one so see if we can reduce our driving habits. Nice. Yeah. And then, and 29, if you can, if you live in a city where, where it's, it's easy to make that happen, try to use public transportation at least one day a week. Yeah. And we can't, there's no public transportation out where we live, but mm-hmm. for people who have that ability, if you live in a city where there is public transportation, I mean, there's public transportation in, in Santa Fe. So if we lived in the city, we could certainly do that. But there's no buses out by my house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is the bus is going there anyway, right? So yeah, it's, it's going to exactly. be running anyway. So you might as well be on it and uh, yeah. you know, get, get there and back. And, and one day a week, it's going to save you money on gas. It's going to say, maybe your time is taken up a little bit differently. And, and maybe you look at it as kind of a slight inconvenience because you don't have your car, you know, hot and ready right there. Right. But wow, it, it, it can definitely make a difference on how you feel. Yeah. Two mayors ago, we had a, a our, our, our mayor took the bus to work every day. Mm. He didn't drive. Nice. He rode the bus. Yeah, it was great. I thought that was a, a, an amazing thing for him to do. Yeah, absolutely. And number 30, our, our final one, reduce your home's temperature in the winter by two degrees. It will drastically reduce your energy consumption or in the summer, raise it by two degrees. So nobody needs their house set at 65 degrees in the summer. It doesn't need to be that cold in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring, the, bring the temperature up if you're using an, uh, an air conditioner. And in the, in the winter, um, drop it down a little bit. Put on a sweater, as my dad used to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never thought I would say that, but it's true. You know, put on a sweater, um, bring it up, and, and weatherize your home. Think about those things. Think, look at places where you have air leaks a couple years ago, we realized that our, our dog door going in and out, it was a single flap dog door. Mm. Like, oh, there's a lot of cold air yeah. coming in that way. And so we put in a double flap and that seriously reduced the cool air coming mm-hmm. in and out of that door. Was, yeah, and if, if you've got a tool library around your house someplace, yeah. borrow one of those little zapper gun things that you can point at a location and it'll tell mm-hmm. you what the temperature is. Yes. Right? And you go around to all your windows and doors and even just some of your walls and check them because you'll be absolutely shocked at the, the varying degrees of temperature 
that you're getting. And then you'll know where you have to focus your energy and attention on winterizing, maybe the outside of the window with, I hate to say plastic, but it is a type of plastic that you can put out there that'll last all winter long and really, really do some tremendous good for your entire house. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So there we go. 30 eco-friendly tips to living a greener life. I'm sure we could probably come up with 20 more if we tried hard, but you know, I don't want to be here for four hours, (laughs) which we could probably do. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And, 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 but this is what a great start. I mean, even just, if, if you didn't hear the first podcast, go back and listen to it. The first 15 were fantastic as well, but just, I just hope people pick five, right? Pick five out of this 30 to say, this is something I'm going to try. This is something that I'm going to look for. Some of the things you can't do. I mean, we, we already right. know that. Like I, I mentioned, I've never heard of a, a soap store where you yep. can just go buy by the ounce. I think it's a fantastic concept, but there's nothing like that around me. But there are definitely other things. I can change how I you know pick up my groceries and, and, and all that jazz mm-hmm. as far as plastic versus paper versus reusable cloth. Right. So I would encourage everybody out there to, to get this list. Um, go back and listen to the other podcasts and just pick five just to try for the next three months. See what happens. Yeah. We'll have to put this list on our blog page. Yeah. Good idea. On on the website so that people can can look at the actual list. I, I think we'll do that and then they can. Yeah. Because I think that's a great idea. Pick five. Nobody can do all 30, but pick five. It will make a huge difference in moving us forward into a, a greener life and a greener economy. All right, Kim, I'm challenging you right now. You ready? Yes. This podcast will publish probably in about a month or so, right? That, that's yeah. about the published time. Yep. I'm, I'm asking you within a month, can you please get a link to this list? And yes, members of the audience, we will put a clickable link in the show notes. So as you're listening to this podcast, if you go to the show notes on your phone or on the computer, wherever you're listening to this, there'll be a link that you should be able to click and go right to the website and, and download this, this list. We'll do it. All right. All right. I look forward to hearing how people are, are making some small changes here and there. And those that are listening, when you do make some changes, let Kim know. Email her. Yeah. Say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to accept the challenge. I'm going to pick five. These are the five I picked. And let's talk about it in three months. That sounds great. All right, Kim, how do they email you? They can email us at info at horizonssfs.com or they can go to our Facebook page as well. Nice, nice. Hey, on this list, why don't we put your email address as well? So once they download the list, they'll have your email address right there and and they can let you know what they're doing. We'll do that. We'll also put our Facebook uh, link on there as well. Perfect. All right, Kim, thank you so much for the time today. I am happy to be here and I'm excited about this and it's great to talk with you again, Eric. All right. As always, it's great to talk to you and I'll let you know which five I'm concentrating on as well. Uh, We'll do this together. Oh, I'm happy to do it with you. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Horizons Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn.
to ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.